it's a joy to be uh, here in your midst uh, again today. Hanley, bring the good news to you once again. <coughs> the glad tidings, Saviour, Christ the Lord, come to you as a Protestant, Reformed Minister of the Gospel. Jimmy, my name is. And if you would uh, like a copy of God's written word, read for yourself. Uh, check out these things that I say to you that they are indeed in accordance with God's Word, the Bible. If you like a copy of the Bible, a, a New Testament of this here uh, Gospel according to Luke, offered to you quite freely and without any cost or any obligation to you. If you'd like one, uh, feel free to come and ask for one. Gladly place into your hands. And if you have uh, a question, any questions pertaining to these matters, um, feel free to ask away. And uh, if you would like somebody, well, for whatever reason, in trouble and difficulty, like somebody to pray for you, then I would be more than happy uh, to do that for you also. Only here to help, seek to help, to point you in the right direction and there's only one of those Jesus says I am the way with some emphasis on the I am I am the way the truth and the life uh, no man comes to the Father except through me that is to say no one gets right with God except through Jesus Jesus Christ the only true and living God the only Savior the only mediator uh, between God and men the only one who can bring you to God. I am the way, he says. And then, of course, as uh, the last and the great uh, prophet, uh, John uh, the Baptist, uh, as he would say, uh, pointing to Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. I would, of course, take away yours today, were you to come to him, uh, trust in him, I believe, trust, you know, put your confidence in uh, the Son of God, uh, then he would take away your sin and give you his righteousness. Now, of course, while I come to you with, uh, you know, a degree of urgency, because, um, well, the matter is urgent, you know, because, well, you know, we don't know when he, uh, the Son of Man, is uh, to come again, return, we haven't got the date, you know, but uh, it's sin. And then, of course, um, well, you don't know uh, how often, you know, um, how many more times uh, you'll hear the overtures of God's love. And then, of course, yeah, you don't know how long it's going to be for you in this world either. So there's some urgency uh, to the matter, you know, getting right with God. That's something, well, that you need to be always constantly, daily, because you don't know when the hour will come, when you'll breathe your last and depart this world, close your eyes in death and open them the other side uh, to behold either the judge of all the earth or the Savior, uh, the one who died for sinners who loved them and died for them, gave himself for them. So it's my hope, my prayer for you, Hanley sinners, today, that God would uh, open your hearts to believe, that he would give you ears to hear, because not everybody does. And then, of course, um, that he would give you hearts to believe, and that he would give you wills to obey to obey the gospel, that is. And what's the obedience required of you? It's this, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And of course the warning given to us is that he, Jesus, the Son of Man, shall come again with his holy angels in flaming fire, the Bible says, uh, to take vengeance upon all those who do not know uh, God, 
in a loving, saving relationship, that is, and who obey not the gospel. Gospel obedience, that's the thing that's required of you here today in hearing the gospel. Opportunity is given to you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But how shall they hear without a preacher? And of course, how shall you call um, upon him without faith, without believing? But whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus, that is, well, we are assured from God's word time and again, shall be saved. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near, comes near to you now in the preaching of the gospel. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Wrong thoughts about God, that is. Wrong thoughts about yourself, what you are. Not the good person, you know, that you perhaps maybe uh, proclaim to be, but like the rest of us, sinners, lost, ruined, undone, and faced with the lost eternity and the judgment and condemnation of God unless you be saved. Salvation is what the Bible is about, beginning to end, start to finish. Not about religion, it's not about being religious, that never saved anybody. You can do that yourself, you don't need God's help for that. You just go to the mosque, the temple, you just go to a church, you just go to some kind of religious institution, and uh, you can become religious yourself but you can't save yourself. Only Jesus, by his dying love on the cross and his rising from the dead, can do that for you. And of course, that's received, that's not worked for, that's not been good for, religious for, that's not paying for, that's simply receiving. It's a matter of faith, by grace, through faith, the Bible says, are we saved. The operations of God's grace through the preaching of his word, well, that's the means, you see, by which God brings men and women to faith in his beloved Son, whom he sent into the world in the generosity of his love, sent his Son into the world, that through him, that you, even you, a sinner might be saved. For as the Bible says, all of sin may come short of the glory of God. None righteous, no, not one. Don't be offended uh, because you're called a sinner. That's what we all are. And of course, well, you perhaps know that, but not in the way that you ought to know. Many people, of course, who would confess and say, you know, that they've done things wrong, said things wrong things that they regret, that they never ought to have done. But that's not the same thing as being convinced that you're a sinner before God, that is. Because you see, it's against God and God only that you have sinned and done the evil. And so it's not just man's forgiveness that you need, but God's forgiveness. And that can only be obtained through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Son of Man, He alone, He tells us in the Bible, in His own word, He alone has the authority to say to anyone, your sins are forgiven you. There's no, uh, there's no Islamic prophet, uh, there is no pope, there is no priest, there is no religious guru in all this world who has the authority to say to you, your sins are forgiven. So you might be religious, very, very religious, and very diligent in keeping your religion, but unless, unless you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, unless you've heard the words of absolution from the lips of Jesus himself, you're still in your sin. You're still lost, you're still undone. You're still faced with the lost eternity. You're still faced with the judgment and condemnation and wrath of God for all eternity, unless Jesus forgives you. Unless he loves you, 
and forgives you <coughs> unless he washes you in his own precious, precious blood. So the gospel, good news, glad tidings for sinners, but if you're not a sinner, well, then I guess that's not, this is not for you. But then, of course, you make God a liar. You call God a liar if you say that you're not a sinner. And if you're not a sinner, well, then I guess this is not for you. Continue on. But if you, like the rest of mankind, like the rest of us, if you are indeed a sinner, good news for you, a gospel, hope, salvation, eternal life, but only in one name. Neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven, under the whole canopy of heaven, by which you must, can be saved. The name of Jesus Christ, the only Savior, only Mediator, the only one who died on the cross for sinners, the only God. There is no other God but Jesus Christ. Here I declare to you, as Lord and Savior, this Lord and Christ here this afternoon. You come to him, you put your trust in him fully, confidently. You come to him, you believe you trust in him, and he gives you that forgiveness. He gives you his righteousness. And you come and bend the knee in obedience to him, repenting and believing the gospel believing in Jesus Christ. So what a God for you here today, hardly sinners, taken from Luke's gospel, you want to check it out, declaring repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, this is the last and great prophet, no other, no other sins, you see, so that makes, that makes Muhammad a false prophet, because Jesus says this man, John, John the Baptist, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ says that he was the last, the very last, the last and the great prophet. So no other prophets since John the Baptist. So that makes Muhammad a liar and a false prophet. So don't be trusting in him. So John, he comes preaching this message of repentance in order that your sins might be forgiven. There has to be a turning, you see, away from your sin. You can't have God and have your sin. You can't have your wickedness, your sin. You can't have the evil and have God too, you see, have his favor. There has to be a turning from it. That's why elsewhere, the Old Testament, he says, Turn, 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 why will you die in your sins, that is? You know, when you can live, when you can have life, Life eternal, that is, but in the way of repentance, of turning from your sin and turning back to God through his Son, Jesus Christ. Repentance in order that your sin might be forgiven, that you might be pardoned, that it might be blotted out, that the uh, condemnation could be taken away from you. But how? How is this possible? How can this miracle of miracles ever possibly happen? Well, because Jesus, the Son of God, came and lived and loved and died on a cross. Took our nature, became one of us, and lived that life that, well, you and I ought to have been living, but have not and cannot, and died that death that's due to you and I because of our sins. He came, he became one of us, he took our natures, he lived and loved and died, what for? In order to take away your sin, in order to bring this forgiveness to you. Take away your sin, take away your guilt, take away your shame, take away your blame, lift the curse and the wrath of God that now lies upon you because of your sin and because of your evil hearts of unbelief. So repentance for the forgiveness of sins, sins which is a reality, and forgiveness too, of course, which is a reality, but only through Jesus, only through the Son of God. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, speaking about John and his coming, 
the voice of one crying in the wilderness, that was John. The world was a wilderness then. How much more? How much more even your own nation is a wilderness, is it not? A desert, eh? a desert place, your nation, even your town of Hanley. Look at it, broken, undone, deserted. It's like a ghost town, is it not? In comparison to where it once was. But a spiritual wilderness where there is no true, real spirituality to be found. A wilderness, a barren waste, you know. Immorality and sin abounds, drug abuse and drunken immorality. All the list just goes on and on, does it not? And increases by the day. The insanity, I tell you, the insanity of this present day and generation. A wilderness. John lifted up his voice, a voice of one crying in the wilderness. But that's the preaching of the gospel today. Is it not here in Hanley? A wilderness. But of course, uh, the wilderness can be turned into a garden. The, the, wilderness, the wilderness can be changed, can be altered. But in the way of repentance, in the way of faith towards the Son of God, then of course you see that the living water would be poured out and there would be fruitfulness instead of barrenness. Instead of a wasteland, instead of a desert, you could have a garden full of the beautiful, fragrant flowers of morality, you know, of love, of peace and joy, the blessings, you know, that the gospel brings, not to any nation, or any community. But of course you've had that in the past, haven't you, Hanley? But now you've forsaken it. You've forsaken God, you've forsaken the fountain of living waters. That's why your communities are a veritable wilderness, a barren wasteland. And so uh, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, he says, make his path straight. Well, how would you prepare the way of the Lord? prepared the way for his coming, that is. Now this was, this refers to the first time that he came. Came as a baby in the manger, the incarnate God, born of a virgin, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the condemnation of the law that you all, Hanley sinners, condemned to the uttermost and soon to be condemned for all eternity when he comes again, when he came. The incarnate God, the Son of God, took our flesh, baby in a manger, grew up to manhood, persecuted, hounded, harassed, chased out of the world, crucified, dead and buried, the wicked hands of evil men. And you do the same. You do the same every time you hear the gospel. And every time that you reject it, every time you do not believe, you do not repent and believe the gospel, you crucify the Son of God afresh. But were you there? Were you there? The Son asks the question, when they crucified my Lord, yes, you were all there. You were all there with the being mad howling, with your wicked hearts of unbelief, crucify him. Crucify him. You were there. You're guilty to a man, to a woman. Crucified the Lord of glory. But he came. He came that first time, but he comes. He comes the second time. He comes, he appears soon, but not as a baby in a manger. He comes to save his own people. He comes to save his chosen people, those that God has chosen from before the foundation of the world. They're the ones I'm out here looking for. There's only a few of those. There's not many of them. They're the ones that I'm looking for. They're, they're the ones who repent and believe. They're the sheep. They're the ones, they're the ones who hear not just the voice of a preacher. They hear the voice of 
of the good shepherd to hear the voice of Jesus. My sheep, he says, my sheep, the ones I died for. He didn't die for everybody. He didn't come to save everybody. He came for God's people. He came for God's chosen ones. He came. My sheep, he says, I came for them. My sheep, they hear my voice. The goats, they don't hear his voice. They're stone deaf to the voice of God. My sheep, he says, they hear my voice. They follow me. I know them, he says. I know who they are. And Jesus saves them. And every day and generation, I know who they are. And they follow me. And I give to them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Are you a sheep or a goat, Hanley Sinner? That's the question. Which are you? Well, of course, the only evidence that you're a sheep would be that you, well, that you hear the gospel, that you hear, hear his voice, not mine, and that you do his bidding, that you repent, and that you believe the gospel, that you believe in the Son of God, and you're ready, prepared for his coming again. Not as a baby in a manger, but in flaming fire with vengeance, with his holy angels, in vengeance, take vengeance upon all those who do not know God. Oh yes. Oh yes, you know that God is. We know that. We all know that. No such a thing as an atheist. They just don't exist. So any questions, any questions about the existence of God, well, we won't go there. Talk about your sin. Talk about how you can be forgiven but not about the existence of God. Everybody, every man is born knows that God is. So there are no atheists, not at all. There are liars, there are deniers of the truth of the knowledge of God. There are suppressors of that truth, but there are no atheists, not at all. But he comes, you see, those who do not know God in a saving relationship, loving relationship. He comes the second time. Are you ready? Are you prepared? That's the call today. Prepare for the coming of the Son of God. He's coming in judgment and flaming fire, the Bible says, to take judgment with his holy angels in flaming fire to take vengeance upon all but no, not God, because it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to know Him. It's your responsibility to know your Maker, your Lawgiver, your Judge, and the one who today perhaps maybe would be your Redeemer. Should you, that is, repent and believe the Gospel, come to Jesus Christ. So the voice of one crying in the wilderness here again today, even this very day, and have here in your wilderness, here in your wasteland of the potteries. Voice is raised up calling you. You ready? You prepared for judgment day, condemnation to the uttermost, then no way back. To God then, too late. Condemnation can be taken away today. Forgiveness, repentance for the forgiveness of sin, a clearing of your case, of your state before God. Because, as Jesus says, you must be born again, because unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God has to make you alive, first of all. Has to raise you from, from your, the deadness of your trespasses and sins. He has to get you out of your graves, out of your tombs, first of all. Put life into you. And pour his love into your heart. Then maybe perhaps, then perhaps we can start talking about repentance for the forgiveness of sin. 
But unless you repent, except you repent, says Jesus, you shall all likewise perish. Because that's the very thing that your maker, your lawgiver, and your judge demands of you. Commands that all men everywhere. Yes, Hanley too, Hanley sinners too. Commands that all men everywhere repent. Turn that is from our sin. Turn, turn, turn. Why will you die? When there's life, eternal life, everlasting life to be found in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who the last and the greatest of the prophets, John, he declared, every valley shall be filled, he says, and every mountain and every hill shall be made low, the pride battle shall be brought down. That not your meat today, Hanley sinners. The pride, uh, the pride of the human heart, the pride that rebels against God, pride that declares that you're okay, the self, self-righteousness, you know, that well, Jesus never, never, you know, never had anything to say to the self-righteous. Religious, self-righteous, and otherwise, I'm okay. I don't need God. I don't need salvation. I don't need forgiveness. The self-righteous never, never did Jesus have anything to say to the self-righteous. Need to be brought down from your pedestal of human pride. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. See, when you humble yourself, God will lift you up. But you lift yourself up in pride, you see, in defiance against your maker, against your lawgiver, and against your judge. When you lift yourself up, you see, in human pride, well, God will bring you down. God will humble you. He'll do the humbling. Maybe perhaps in sickness, maybe perhaps in pain, Maybe perhaps in death, but too late then. But eventually, eventually you'll come down. Eventually you'll be brought down. You'll be brought to the door of death. You'll be brought to that place where all human flesh comes to in the end. But it's appointed for man wants to die. Inescapable, not in God's calendar. The day, the hour, the moment when you will breathe your last. Humble, just like all other men. And all your pride then, all your arrogance then. As, you, as, as the breath of life is ebbing from you, and you're about to breathe your last, I ask you, where will your pride be then? Your arrogance, your loftiness, uh, your wealth and your health, and all the rest of it all goes. As you come into the world, you go out the same way. Naked, you take nothing with you. You don't take the money. You don't take the house. You don't take the laptop. You don't take the phone. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You're brought down, brought down to the door of death. Humble yourself today under the mighty hand of God. And he in due time will exalt you, lift you up. But he will. He'll bring you down. The crooked, the crooked shall be, become straight, you see, by the power of Jesus and his dying love on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. It's not a dead, it's not a dead prophet I'm preaching to you. It's a living Savior, alive from the dead, risen, sended, the right hand of God in front, with power. All power in heaven and earth is given to me, he says. Authority to make the crooked straight, you know. Whatever your sin might be, he can straighten it out. What's your crooked way? How would you describe it? Would you put it down to captivated, 
trapped by drug abuse? A drug can best be Jesus makes the crooked straight. He can straighten you right. Maybe perhaps there's some kind of sexual perversion. Same sex, they call it. The Bible calls it sodomy. Maybe that's, maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's what's bringing you down to death. Jesus can make the crooked straight. He can straighten you out. He can straighten out your crooked ways, whatever they may be. Anything that's crooked, that is, of course, anything that's, that's contrary to the willing commandments of God. But then that's what Jesus came for, you know, to make straight the crooked. You know, all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And of course, well, he just, uh, he goes on to speak about the judgment, you know. You brood of vipers, he says. You know, uh, I, I guess maybe, I guess maybe he saw, well, I, I guess like we saw today, you know, what human nature is truly like. Because that's the problem, isn't it, Hanley? It isn't just what you do. It isn't just what you think and say. It's your very hearts, it's your very natures. See, God says in his word, you know, that you're conceived in sin, and when you're born in sin, you come into the world crooked. You come into the world shaped in iniquity, God says. You come into the world thorn, thorn and perversion. You're perverted even before you, before you speak your first word. So you see, uh, you know, uh, that's how you come into the world. It's your nature. You must stop and ask yourself the question, why are people, why are they, like John says here, why are they like vipers? Why are they so nasty? Why do they bite and poison one another and kill one another? That's what vipers do, isn't it? Why do men and women do that? Why is it you're never done killing? Huh? I read in the newspaper this morning, you know, there's another, uh, another step you know, in the abortion process, decriminalizing abortion completely. God calls that murder. But just never, never done killing one another. Poisoning one another and killing one another. The proverb, the proverb says, they that hate me, hate God, that is, love death. That's another outworking of human sin, of those human natures out of which comes the sin. Salvation. Salvation through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The one who is able, the one who has the power to, to change those vile natures that we all come into the world with. Conceived in sin, born in sin and then live in sin but for the grace of God and that grace that is declared to you today the grace and the love of God that would change those vile natures of ours of yours Hanley sinners and give you a give you a, a good nature give you a nature that loves God and loves your neighbor that which you ought to have been doing all along, instead of hating God and hating your neighbor. You love God and you love your neighbor, but you never love your neighbor until you know the love of God. Because it's the love of God, you see, it's sending His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And the love of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and coming into the world, and living, and living and dying upon that cross and rising up from, from the dead that makes this transformation a possibility. But only in Jesus Christ, only in Christ, only in the Son of God, the one John, the one that this man John proclaims, 
and another priest, he points to him, and he says, the Lamb of God, he points away from himself because he's just a prophet. It takes more than a prophet. It takes more than a prophet to save you. You know, the Bible says, wonder of wonders, amazing. The Bible says that God himself was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Because the job, the job was too big for a prophet. He could have sent another Moses. He could have sent another John the Baptist. Not enough. Not good enough. God himself had to come because the job's too big for a man just, a prophet just. God himself. God himself. The triune God, your maker, your lawgiver, your judge was in Christ on that cross reconciling the world to himself. Yes sir, can I help you? How are you doing? Yeah. Sorry? Oh, I see you, right, okay. Talk about Jesus, you know Jesus? Yes, yes. You do? Okay, right. Yeah, do, do. I know Jesus Christ and Savior. Uh, uh, is he your Savior? He's, he's, he's everyone's Savior. No, 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 no. Only those who believe, sir. Oh? No, he's everyone's Savior if they call him. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. If we, uh, if we, if we, if we call upon his name, that's right. So have you called upon his name? Are you, are you a Christian, sir? Have you, have you been born again? I think so. You think so? Yes, because I've, I've helped. Well, you can be. Right. Well, not so much. You see, it's, you see, you see, you think so. But, uh, I, know, I know, well, I know so. I'm, I'm absolutely right. 100% factually sure. evidential. Right. Because I've had... Uh, you know, I, I, I think so. Well, let me, let me ask no, you this. So, okay. So, do, do you do you pray to him? Yes, I do. And do you attend? Say the Lord's you do you attend a church? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Um, well, that's I good. Attend, I attend a lot of churches. And you read the Bible? You read the Bible? Yes, I'm reading the Bible. Oh, good. Excellent. Okay. This is my local patch, you know, I, I live here, like, you know, I, so, I yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, good to meet you. I'm going to carry on preaching, yeah, but, uh, but just, yeah, yeah, of course you can, yeah. That's my, that's my, co my colleague there, look, he's going to go over to him, like, you know, Gervais. Yeah, sure, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give, look, I'll, let me give you that, this is Luke's Gospel, yeah? Yeah, but my contact details are on the back there. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, yes. Jimmy. And how long have you been doing it? About, about 42 years, 42 years. Rough, roughly. And can I just ask, how did um, Jehovah the Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, my own Savior, how did he touch you in your life? How did he uh, touch you? Uh, that was, right, that was 42 years ago, and I, my life was a train wreck, and uh, I... Um, uh, through, through others who, who spoke the gospel to me, 
and uh, through reading a Christian book, uh, I came I came to the place where I saw that uh, my lifestyle, my train wreck of a life, was caused by sin. Uh, Jesus spoke to me through the book. He said to me, He said, I, I, I came not to call the righteous, I came to call sinners to repentance. And I saw for the first time in my life, I was 36 years of age, I saw myself as a sinner, and I called upon his name, I asked him to save me, and that's what he did 44 years ago. Yeah? Okay, sir? Same friends, you know that it's, it's an amazing, astonishing, astonishing fact. You know, the Bible tells us that God Himself was in Christ, in Jesus, on that cross, reconciling the world to Himself. And the same passage there in the Bible tells us, even more amazingly, astonishingly, that through myself and my brother preaching the gospel here to you today that Jesus Christ from his throne in heaven is pleading with, is imploring sinners to be reconciled to God. The condescension of God, the generosity of God, the love of God is just amazing, amazing. And even more amazing that you don't know it, Hanley sinners, but we're here that you might know it. But as John here says that you might that you might come, that you might come to know that forgiveness, repentance, he says, for the forgiveness of sins. There has to be a clearing first. There has to be a clearing of our hearts first. It's a heart matter. It's not, it's not the outside. You can change the outside. Religion will do that. Change the way you dress. Change the, the people you meet with. Change the places you go. Change the exterior, but won't change the heart. It's the heart that's the heart of the matter. And why John goes on to say, pointed to Jesus, he says, He, he will baptize you. I can baptize you with water, but he, Jesus, he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In other words, you must be born again. And how does that happen? Well, through the preaching of the gospel. Men and women hear the gospel. And God addresses them. And God, God confronts them, challenges them. God brings them to that place of seeing and knowing that they're sinners. And if you're a sinner, we've got good news for you today. Because as God's as God spoke to me 44 years ago, as I was just saying to this young man, he said to me, I didn't come to call the righteous. He doesn't call the self-righteous. He's got nothing to say to them. I came, he says, to call sinners to repentance. So if you're a sinner, I've got good news for you. If you're a sinner, Jesus is calling you today. Come to me, he says, all you that labor and are heavy laden, weary with your sin and with his lifestyle. Come to me, he says, and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. Rest, 
peace with God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You come to Jesus, you come to the Son of God, you give yourself to Him and He gives Himself to you. He gives you His righteousness. In the way, in the way, how many sinners in the way of repentance for the forgiveness of sin and belief in the truth, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God calls you. God himself has done the business. God came down in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that's why, that's why the gospel I preach to you. That's why it's good news. That's why it's glad tidings. That's why it's powerful, because God's in it. God's in it. What good's religion to you if God's not in it? Huh? It's God that you need. And God comes to you in the gospel and addresses you calls you to himself, to his love, to his grace, to take away, take away all that's harmful and give you only what's good. Doesn't ask you to jump through any religious hoops. You just come, come as you are, come in spite of what you are, come to Jesus Christ, the Son of God and be reconciled to him. Women all, how many sinners? Come, says Jesus, come, and I'll give you rest. He's more willing to save you than you're willing to be saved. And I'll ask you, what's the matter with you? Can you see the wasteland? A voice in the wilderness of his John? That this wilderness of yours now, this barren wasteland that we've turned our, our nation, our country into. Can't you see it? The evil, the wickedness that abounds in this generation. Are you not tired of it? Are you not weary of it? Of living in a wilderness, in a barren land? When you can have living water to drink, when you can have the power of God to salvation, when you can have the promise, the assurance of eternal life, everlasting life, for the right of coming to Jesus, coming to Him in faith, calling upon Him in faith, coming to Jesus Christ, you come to Him, and He gives you salvation. He gives you the forgiveness. He gives you the eternal life. My sheep, they hear my voice. I know them. I know them, says Jesus. That's the question. You might say, well, I know Jesus, but, but does Jesus know you? I know them. And they follow me, he says. That's the evidence, you see, that, that they're known by him. They follow him. And what does he do? He gives them eternal life. And he promises, assures them deep in their souls that they shall never perish. This salvation I proclaim to you, set before you. Take, take, receive us all. Came to his own people, but his own people did not receive him. They rejected him and still do reject him, sadly. But to as many as receive him, Jesus, the Son of God, the mighty Son of God, to as many as receive him, who believe in his name, he gives them the authority, the right to become children of God. That's yours today, only for the taking, for the receiving, by faith, the Son of God, salvation, eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, all the blessings that God has for a man, for a woman, I tell you, in this world, but in Christ, only in Christ, out of Him there's nothing but a wilderness, barren wasteland, 
that in Christ, in Christ, all the blessings of God, the peace of God, joy inexpressible, and eternal and everlasting life for the end of coming to Jesus, the Son of God. How you doing, sir? Fine. Have a good day? Yes, for you. Ah, not too bad, thank you. No, I don't do Lent, sir. I just do the gospel, that's all. Are you, are you, are you, sir, are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you? Okay. Good. Praise the Lord. And you too, sir. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. So, friends, uh, you like a copy of God's Word. I've got Bibles, i got New Testaments, i got gospel booklets. You want a copy of God's written Word? Feel free to come and ask for one gladly and freely placed into your hands. If you've got any questions pertaining to these matters, feel free to ask them. And if you'd like somebody to pray for you, then I would be more than happy to do that also. Pray for you that God would save you. Pray for you that God would come to you and bless you and do good to you. Love to do that for you, how many sinners? But remember the words of the Savior. Repent and believe the gospel. Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand, and that's the only way you can enter it. Repent and believe the gospel, how many sinners? One and all. Come, there's room for you all. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent, repent and believe the gospel. God. Be merciful, merciful to you, holy sinners, today.